Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello, y'all. How is your day going today? I want to welcome you to episode number 12 of Kindle and Kerosene. I am Kinsey Presnell, and I am super excited that you're here today. I hope that you are gearing up for Thanksgiving. I know that we've started making our plans and getting our menu together, but as we've been doing that, I still just am kind of in disbelief that we're already rounding out November and the holidays are like basically here, right? I know I've said this before over the last few weeks, but as long as this year has felt in so, so many ways, it's also flown by in so many ways. So I just can't even believe that Thanksgiving is right here and Christmas is just behind that. So I hope you're getting ready to get into that holiday spirit and just get into this season that we're approaching. But since it is almost Thanksgiving, I wanted to address gratitude today. You know, before you shut this episode off because you've heard all that you need to hear about gratitude, I challenge you to keep listening. One reason to stay tuned is that we all need to be reminded to be grateful. I know that I constantly need a reminder, especially as things begin to get busy and as my mind begins to wander off and just be become very preoccupied with all of the things that are going on around me. The second reason, another one, is that if you want to turn this off, chances are you are probably one of the people that really needs to hear this message. So keep listening today. I'll keep it short. It should be under 30 minutes, I promise. And I don't want to get in your face really too much today at all, but I really do want to challenge you with this message today. I doubt that I'll tell you something that you've never heard before, but I'm pretty sure that we all have times when we slack in the gratitude department. It's really easy just to kind of keep going through our days and going through the motions and doing everything on autopilot and just it being days or weeks or sometimes months where we've never really even sat down to think about all of the things in our life that we're thankful for and in detail. It has been said that the greatest of human emotions is gratitude. It's been said that the greatest of human emotions is gratitude. I want you to just think about that for a minute. I find that just such a powerful statement about what gratitude really is. It's not just an act. It says the greatest of human emotions is gratitude. It's from gratitude that we experience joy. It's from gratitude that we experience happiness. It's from gratitude that we can learn to thrive in any circumstance within our life. So yeah, if you don't think you need to work on gratitude, you might want to think again. We all need to work on gratitude because I really do believe that every single one of us can be more grateful. And as I talk through this today, I want to approach this topic not from the thought that we should live like everybody should live with an attitude of gratitude all the time. I know you've heard it. I've heard it a thousand times. Have an attitude of gratitude. 
And while I do think that we can and should live with an attitude of gratitude, I want to focus more today on the actual practice of gratitude. Why? Because the actual practice of gratitude involves a little work. It means that you actually pull out a pen in your journal and write down what you're grateful for. Or you take the time to record it on your phone or you stop and you say it out loud. Because gratitude involves much more than just a fleeting thought. And I honestly think that is how most of us approach gratitude most of the time. Real gratitude practice means that you actually take the time to appreciate the moment. You find the joy in it and you begin to lean into it. When you begin to practice gratitude this way, it will change everything in your life. How? You might be like, how in the world? There's no way. But it has been shown that practicing gratitude literally has the ability to rewire your brain. And I don't know about you, if I can get my brain rewired to see the good, I am all in. And I want to just start today just speaking of rewiring the brain with a something known as the Tetris effect. Not sure if you've heard of it before, but I read a book a year or so ago. It was called The Happiness Advantage. And one of the chapters was dedicated to this idea of the Tetris effect. And I haven't read this book in a really long time, so I might botch this a little bit because I don't have the book in front of me. But basically what happened is these people, these scientists or researchers, whatever they were, they took people and they had them play Tetris, like the old school Game Boy video game where you, you know, the shape falls and you have to twist, like use the arrows to turn it so that it fits in a line perfectly. And they had them do this for a period of time. I think it was over a weekend. Well, what happened, and this is so crazy, is that their brain began to rewire itself to see shapes, not just in the game, right? Because they're playing this game all day, every day for a weekend or however many hours it was, but not just while they were playing the game, but in everyday life. They walk down the road and they begin to imagine things as shapes, And their brain began to put together how they could fit these shapes, these objects that they were seeing in real life together to now beat the game. Right? You're walking down the road and instead of seeing cars and all of these buses and all of this stuff, they're seeing shapes. Thankfully, I am pretty sure that most of you listening, at least I hope that most of you listening, you're aware of Tetris and like what it is. I know if I was recording this for my kids, I'd probably have to relate it to Minecraft or Fortnite or something like that, but the idea is the same. Over time, we begin to think about what we look at. We begin to train ourselves to see the things that we are exposed to. And that vision can easily be clouded. Basically, our pattern of thinking can be warped by constant exposure to something. And this is why we have to guard our inputs so, so very carefully. Inputs, they include things that you read or watch or listen to or talk about. Things you expose yourself to, people that you expose yourself to. And one of the major inputs that we have to watch out for is simply media, the news, what you're reading in the paper, social media. 
So many of us are spending so much time on media. I actually heard a statistic the other day that floored me. I was running, which like I haven't done in a really long time, and I'm listening to some things while I run. And I heard the statistic. It said by the end of our lives, we will spend 11 years on some type of media. Y'all, 11 years. That's over a decade. That's older than like my daughter is. 11 years. I don't know about you, but that opened my eyes. Like, I do not personally have a decade of my life to waste. They didn't break down the media sources, but I'm guessing most of that time was probably spent on the little smart drug that we carry everywhere that we go. But if you think about the things you expose yourself to, and this is done mostly on a subconscious level, then your news feed is feeding your mind. I'm going to say that again because I think that just viewing media through that lens might change what you look at, what you read, what you expose yourself to. Your news feed is feeding your mind. It's becoming the driving force in what you see and think about. It's changing the way that you view your world and your, the people in your life and the things happening around you. I don't care what source of media that you indulge in, but I think you have to ask yourself, what sort of things are you feeding your brain with? I don't care how much you say it doesn't affect you. It does. If you are constantly absorbed in the negative, I don't care if that means on the news, on TV, on social media, on talk radio, on whatever it is, guess what? You will begin to see the negative in everything. If you follow people that value things that don't align with the values that you want to possess, guess what? Those influences will begin to mold your values. If you play violent video games or watch crazy stuff on YouTube, it is feeding your mind whether you realize it or not. So we have got to be so careful, especially in the world that we're living in right now where media is everywhere and everyone's opinion and viewpoint is just kind of being shoved down your throat. Like we have got to be so careful with our inputs. If we want to be grateful, if we want to feel joy and peace and happiness, we've got to intentionally Feed our mind with things that are good, that are uplifting, and that are encouraging. I'm not saying that you can't watch a violent movie or follow your favorite celebrity on Instagram, but you better know that their thoughts, their words, their behaviors, and their values are influencing your mind. Guys, this is stuff we've got to look out for. It is really hard to inundate yourself in all of the terrible news in the world and then still find the good. It is. Your newsfeed feeds your mind. And just think about this as it relates to life or work, like going away from media. But you you probably know somebody who is unable to just break a pattern of thinking. And unfortunately, this is often a negative pattern of thinking. 
And like a lot of times, those people may have a job where they're constantly looking for errors all day. Chances are, for those people, they'll see errors around them much easier than someone who who has a job where they're seeking out all of the positives. Because they're surrounding themselves all day, every day. Their focus is on the errors, on the mistakes. Translate that to everyday life. Guess what your focus is on? And I really believe, you know, that some of us do have a tendency toward the negative while others just kind of naturally seem to be a bit more positive. You've all met the negative ones. Like the person that constantly like has a gray cloud floating over their head, it seems like. Like every time you see them, they're like, oh, you know, like they never really have anything good to say. They're the first people to pick out a fault. They always seem to have something like wrong or can easily just find the wrong in everything. It's likely nothing is drastically different in that person's life. Probably not a huge difference between the person standing there that has a positive outlook and the person that has a negative. The difference most of the time is that the negative person has trained themselves to pick out the errors, to pick out the bad and the negative. So here's the problem, right? When your focus has been on the negative for so long and everything that you're feeding your mind is negative, everything at work is negative, everything that you surround yourself with is focused on errors or bad or mistakes or whatever, it becomes really, really hard to see things like opportunity and possibility in places that where, you know, we can be creative in areas that we can grow. So I'm not saying like, obviously we need people to find errors. We need fat, like checkers and things like that or whatever those jobs are called. But like, if your job really is training you to look for errors or bad or mistakes or negative, you really got to make an effort to retrain your brain to look for the good. Because maybe you're spending eight hours a day looking for errors on a mortgage application or whatever it is, inconsistencies, right? You can retrain your brain to look for the good. And it starts with being willing to find the positive in any situation. Let me tell you this. It is really, really hard to be genuinely happy when you're busy focusing on the bad. (laughs) It is really hard to be genuinely happy when you're busy focusing on the bad. I mean, you can probably fake it. You can probably fake it for a little while. But genuinely happy, that's virtually impossible if you're busy focusing on the bad. So you got to start working to switch your focus. And the key word here is work. You have to start working because it doesn't just happen. You have got to put forth the effort. And it can be really, really tough to find something to be thankful for in a tough situation. I understand that. And I'm not discounting. If you're in a tough situation, I am not discounting that in any way, shape, or form. But here's a trick that I've learned. And hopefully, if you find yourself in that place, you can use it too. You might have to alter the story a little bit. You might have to alter the story a little bit. Because you're already likely doing this naturally, but you're usually altering the story to the negative, right? We do this like naturally, and I've caught myself since I've started working on this, I've caught myself 
in my story. And most of the time, it tends toward the negative. So I've had to really reframe and alter the story to be more positive. And I'll just use like a simple example here, but maybe somebody cut you off in traffic. And remember, when I talked last week about so what, now what, I said that uh, situations are neutral. It's how you respond to them that makes the difference, right? Situations are neutral. Somebody cut you off in traffic. Right, immediately, you probably think, golly, what a jerk. Like, he just didn't even care that I was there. Like, God, what an idiot. I can't believe he did that. Right? Don't tell me you haven't been there because I know I've been there. Right? But you don't know that. You don't know this guy's a jerk. That's the story you chose to tell yourself. What if your story was, wow, you know what? He's probably in a hurry because his wife's having, having a baby. I'm so thankful I could get out of the way. All right, yes, I get that is a totally silly example. But try telling yourself that story next time somebody like wheels into your parking space at the grocery store or cuts you off or wherever you are. I bet you won't be mad for very long. Instead, you'll just be. It will just like it will just have happened. You might even be more peaceful, but you will have made an effort to find something good, even if it is a made up story. And you'll no longer waste any of your precious life being mad at the idiot that cut you off. But really, you can do this with anything. And I think so many times, like, we start onto this negative story that we're making up in our head. And then we just start to think about it. And then it grows. And then we stew on it. And now we're just, like, in a totally pissed off mood. Because of something that we could have changed our story about. So... I want to challenge you to assume the best. Make up something good. Find something in every situation, even the crappy ones, to be thankful for. But we've got to actively practice gratitude just constantly. It's not just this thing where, you know, once a week we, you know, say we're thankful for something or right around Thanksgiving we decide that, you know, we're going to have a gratitude jar or whatever it is. Like we have to actively practice it. And this week, I want to challenge you to just do that. But here's the deal. I don't want you just to run through a generic list of good things that happen or things like, I'm thankful for my house, I'm thankful for my job, I'm thankful for my, for my kids. Like, I get it, right? We're all thankful for the basics. But let's expand on that. What about your house are you thankful for? What about your kids do you appreciate? What happened at work today that made you smile? Right? That's a totally different approach to gratitude. As you think about these things, I want to encourage you to try to go back and just relive the moment. Visualize it. Where were you? What did the space look like? Who was there? Replay as much as possible about that moment that you're thankful for. Because it will bring you back and it will send a sense of calm and joy over you. Right? I know it sounds like I'm totally joking and a little woo-woo on this stuff, but I'm really not. I'm dead serious. Listen, the benefits of gratitude go on and on and on. There have been so many studies about gratitude. 
they've talked about just all of the different benefits. Some just include like just a few better sleep, an overall increase in well-being, increased strength, being more resilient to stress. I mean, I think all of us could benefit like could appreciate those benefits. So maybe you've never practiced gratitude or maybe you're just kind of wondering where to start. So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that somebody listening might struggle with this or we all be doing it, right? So I just want to give you some ideas to get started. And the first one would be to just simply make a list. I'm old school and I always prefer pen and paper. So my thought is just make a list, right? I keep the list specific to one thing or area of area of my life so that I can keep my thoughts just kind of focused on one thing. But I do, I love lists. And I think though, I love the fact that when I start to make a list of things I'm thankful for in any area, any area of my life, it gets long really fast. You know, sometimes the first few things are really tough to like come up with. Like I find that I sit there and one is usually pretty easy. One, two, three, maybe. And then like four and five, six get a little bit like, oh, I, I just really, I don't know. Maybe that's it. But as I continue to think and as I continue to force myself to come up with, my brain all of a sudden switches to finding the good and the list just starts to grow. I can like all of a sudden start to think about all sorts of things that I'm thankful for. And I really, really have found like a list very helpful when I'm working through something that's a little bit tough for me or I'm feeling maybe particularly negative toward a situation or a circumstance or a person. Right? I told you I hurt my arm um, a little bit ago. And so this is like, this was one of my lists was I'm thankful for the injury because... Right, And those first couple of things are really hard to come up with, but eventually I'm able to just start to rattle some things off. So if you find yourself like in a position where maybe you hate your job, get a sheet of paper out and write down 10 things that you like about your job or that you're thankful for. I promise there are tons of good things. Like, you know, maybe you get a paycheck, right? Or maybe you have health insurance or flexibility or you get to work from home or whatever it is, find 10. Maybe you feel discontented with your spouse. Do the same thing. What are 10 things you love about him or her? Maybe you're not happy with your home or your current situation. Find 10 good things about it. And now that you have a list, read it out loud. Read it out loud. And replace, if you find words, uh, the word like in there, replace that word like with love. And like even taking it a step further, look in the mirror as you read it. Look in the mirror as you read it. And I know that sounds like so dumb, but there is something really, really powerful about watching yourself speak these positive words. And then put it away. But then do it again the next day and then the next and then the next. You know, another very powerful thing to do when you're writing a list is to find a failure or something that you would say bad, quote unquote bad, happened in your day and then look for the positive in it, right? Find the positives in it. 
And this one is really tough and it might take a while, but there's something good even in the hardest situations. You just have to spend time looking for it. And the second thing would be just focus on positive experiences. And this is how I personally like to practice gratitude. I use my journal and I shoot to write down just three things every night that I'm thankful for. And you could do it in the morning. A lot of people actually recommend morning and evening. I personally stick to the evening, but I write details about why I'm thankful for whatever it is. And I use visualization that I just talked about, that visualization technique to put myself back in the moment. And I challenge myself to find something new every single day. And I just, I really love this practice because through it, I get to experience the situation over again. And it elicits a feeling of joy and happiness right away. So try it. It takes less than five minutes. It's not going to take an hour or anything like that. Or even if you don't write three things, like say I'm going to just do this for five minutes. Maybe you get two, maybe you get ten. Who knows? And you don't have to physically write these things down, but I encourage you to either do that or maybe do a voice memo, record them in your phone or type them in your phone. Or maybe just say them out loud to a friend or a family member. This is good stuff. It puts you back in that moment and immediately you just feel different. But this is also a really, really great practice to do as a family. You know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Maybe this is something that you can do together. So go around before dinner or before bed and ask everyone to give, you know, one, two, maybe three things that they're thankful for that happened that day. And like make them expand on it. Not just, I know my kids personally, we try to do this on the way home from school and a lot of times I get like one word answers. So I have to really dig and get them to just continue to expand. Like, okay, why? And who was there? And how did that make you feel? And all these questions because we don't naturally expand on that sometimes, I think. But as you do this as a family, if you want to make everyone get creative, which I would highly suggest, make everybody list something different. Go one at a time. And, you know, if somebody says, I'm thankful for this dinner because, you know, pizza is my favorite thing in the world. Well, now you have to come up with something different. So this will force everyone to really think and begin to reframe experiences from the day into positive ones. But watch what happens to your kids and in your relationship with your spouse, as you all get into this practice, I promise you it will change. The third thing is simply say thank you. You know, There's power in a spoken or written thank you. When something good happens throughout the day, stop and say thank you. When something, someone does something for you, recognize it and thank them. You know, all too often, we just let things slip by. A meal made by our spouse, somebody holding the door open for us, an employee helping us at the store, a friend lending a hand. Guys, these are little things, but say thank you and say it often. You know, the beauty through all of this, the beauty of practicing gratitude is that it takes your focus off of the negative from the day and it puts it into the positive. Despite a challenging day, stopping to just find a few good things changes everything. Brene Brown says, and I love me some Brene Brown, she says that gratitude is the antidote to foreboding joy. 
It's allowing yourself the pleasure of accomplishment, of love or joy, of really feeling it by creating gratitude for the moment or opportunity. You recognize you have something worth losing and you can sit with it and appreciate it. So how are you practicing gratitude? Are you practicing at all? Note, I said practicing. See, you have to practice and then do it more, like more practice and then more and more. So this week, I just want to challenge you to pick one or more of these ideas and just do them. Start practicing with them. Don't just listen to this podcast and then go on complaining about everything negative in your life. Please, please, please. When you show up somewhere, show up as the person that finds the good and focuses on the positive. Right? You all know those people. Be that person, right? The person that always finds the good and focuses on the positive. Yes, again, this takes work, but how much better is your life going to be when you can actually see more good than bad? So gratitude, it will bring you joy. It will bring you fulfillment. Each and every single one of us has so, so, so much to be grateful for. It's crazy how much good we overlook and how much negative we focus on. So reverse that. Lean into joy. Right? It's all about choices. You can choose to put this into practice today or you can choose to check the box that you listen to a podcast today. You try to, you know, check the box of self-improvement or mindset or whatever, you know, your list was today. You can choose to make excuses and blame everything and everyone or you can switch your perspective on the situation and you can choose joy. That's what I've got for you guys this week. I really, really hope that you enjoy your week and that you make the most of it. If you haven't done so already, please take a second to go over to iTunes and leave a review for this podcast. It really doesn't take very long and I would so appreciate if you did that. Please know that I am grateful for you and the opportunity to chat with you each week. So I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing. I'm so very thankful for the fact that I get to have at least a some small impact on your life. And I promise I'll keep working to be a positive input that you can count on. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's rock this week. I'll talk to you soon. Kinsey Presnell, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go.